Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Lunch with the Shark. Uh, end of the week. It's already end of the week. What the hell? Almost almost 10 days into the month of August. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's, it's so true that as we grow older, years fly by. I can't believe it's, it's already on the 10th, almost 10th of August. Um, as I told you, uh, we went on a, on a shopping trip to Costco last weekend. And guess what? Christmas ribbons are out. Christmas ribbons are out. Costco has already Christmas ribbons. Uh, last month was Christmas in July. Uh, believe it or not, unfortunately, um, I was tuning and dialing into QBC. And um, shit, um, we got stuff for Christmas already. Uh, Hallmark also released their first set of Hallmark limited edition Disney Christmas ornaments. Disney also did that. Uh, shipments are coming in, unfortunately. But hey, what, what, what are you going to do? They're not going to cancel Christmas, nor they're going to cancel uh, Halloween or any of those um, holidays. Uh, we, might, we might be still in quarantine, but we're going to know, we're going to learn how to interact by that time with all our family because Christmas is not going to be canceled in our house. Christmas is not going to be suspended. Christmas dinner is happening one way or the other. So uh, tune in and see how that pans out. Um, on another news, uh, today uh, the U.S. government released uh, data on unemployment, unemployment rate, um, did not go as predicted. Uh, mm -hmm. 4.8 million jobs were added in June. Um, and uh, The Economist predicted that uh, the U.S. economy would add 1.5, uh, but it was short by close to $100,000. The economy only added 1.4 million uh, uh, unemployment. So it felt to 16.3 million uh, unemployment, making it a 10.3, I think, or 10.5 unemployment rate, um, which is one of the highest, I think it's the highest still to date in history. Uh, nevertheless, we're getting there. Uh, things are reactivating slowly but surely. It's going to take years now. It's not going to be a B-shape uh, recovery because we're still learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning about this virus. Um, beware, uh, there's <laughs> there's people in Mexico selling vaccines for COVID-19. Come on, please, people. Really? Um, vaccines... A vaccine that's not yet out there. 
Uh, it's on uh, phase three of all the trials. There is actually a pharmaceutical company uh, seeking for Hispanic people in the U.S. Uh, to participate in their trial on uh, stage three. So if anybody is interested, um, go to the World Health Organization uh, website and uh, you can get more information there. Uh, they're seeking individuals. I think there's a lot of still people there and uh, they're, they're seeking people from different uh, ethnicities to see how they react to that. So uh, amazing job for those scientists that are um, working hard to defend humanity. It's very interesting. It's very commendable. It's really appreciated. Thank you to them. And uh, well, today is Young young Shark. Um, and as I said, uh, things are still in getting, uh, getting, we're getting used to this, this uh, day to day. Uh, things are getting better, not as we wanted it. But so how unemployment relates to kids and entrepreneurship? If you are an entrepreneur, you ultimately create your own work. Unfortunately, that's the interpretation of what entrepreneurship is. And it's a erroneous interpretation. A true entrepreneur does not create their own employment. They do not create their own work. Your job as an entrepreneur is to create, to create, to develop, to have a vision of multiple companies, multiple ideas. And your job as an entrepreneur is to identify the leaders that are going to guide those companies into the future, okay? Uh, the sky is the limit as to how much money you can make. It's all based on your aptitudes. It's all based on your vision. If you have a short-term vision uh, and if you want to create a company to have it sold to a major company like Microsoft or Apple, if you're developing, or Google, if you're developing an app, then that's great. Now, um, you decide how much hours you're going to work. Uh, don't go into your own business thinking I'm creating my own business because I'm going to have shitload of time on my hands. That's not true. If you think that it's that's going to happen at the beginning stages of your company, it's not going to happen. Uh, you decide the freedom in your life. Yes, you do. You do decide the freedom in your life after you have fulfilled the objectives, the goals in your company, in your entrepreneurship, in your enterprise. I think every parent would want their kids to have the ultimate freedom to decide how much money they can make. I think every parent out there wants genuinely the best for their kids how much they can work and the freedom to take time off 
you don't want to be working and working and working and working and working. So one day, one day you can retire and enjoy. That's probably going to be too late. That's probably going to be tolling in your health, tolling in your family, tolling in your relationships. So we need to learn how to juggle all this. The only way we can juggle all this is to have an ultimate goal. It's to have a plan. It's to have a blueprint. It's to know with clarity how to get there and where I'm going to get, okay? It's not just like, oh, the wind is blowing through this side, so I'm gonna throw the other side. No, clarity. Entrepreneurs are not born, really. Entrepreneurs are not born. You're not born an entrepreneur. If you tell me that, yes, an entrepreneur is born, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and I can name you uh, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins. They are entrepreneurs, and they were not born on an entrepreneur family. To the contrary, they were born in broken families. Tony Robbins, his mother was a single mother, and there's nothing wrong with it. She was a drug addict, drug addict and alcoholic. He says that pretty much every morning he saw different men at his house. Her mom got beat it up. He wasn't born on an entrepreneur uh, uh, family. So entrepreneurs are not born. They are made. But they're not even made at a university or at a laboratory or in a classroom. They're made out there. Hard work, day to day, reading, seeing, analyzing, clear mindset, clear mindset. You do need a, a certain skills that will help you navigate through the problems that are encountered on that journey. You need to be not afraid of failure. You need to be not afraid of taking massive action immediately. Uh, let me think about every single freaking problem, every single freaking risk, Every let me assess every single possibility prior to launching. Shit. Do you think Elon Musk wanted it to launch five rockets into uh, space prior to being successful? No, let me let me launch it until I am a hundred percent certain that it's not going to explode. Let me launch it until everybody guarantees me that the rocket that I'm going to send out to, to space, it's not going to fail. How many rockets did he send prior to success? Three? Four? He only sent the rocket 
once he was almost certain that that rocket was going to reach the International Space Station with humans. Imagine if people that are entrepreneurs in the history of, of humankind waited it until they were 100% certain and sure that their product, their service, whatever they were uh, starting was 100% secure or successful. Coca-Cola, KFC, McDonald's. And I can name you old, old, more companies, but I'm telling you the ones that are more uh, known to all of us. You need to encourage your kids to start things. You need to encourage your kids to start and finish regardless of the outcome. Obviously, sheer for a positive outcome. But if there's no success, also commend them for trying and do not discourage them if they fail. As a parent, one of your duties is to give your child the best possible start that they can ever have and prepare them on how to live and survive in this unforgiven world. Most kids, most kids are afraid of bullying and they're bullied constantly at school, at home, family members. Every time you say something negative to your kid, it's a sort of bullying. Every time you don't encourage failure, it's bullying. Every time you do something that you hated it from your parents to you, it's bullying. Don't bring them down. Lift them. I know that we have bad days. Today, I actually um, decided not to make coffee here at your house. And I said, you know what, mom? I'm going to go to Starbucks and uh, get us Starbucks. So I went to Starbucks. I ordered my coffee. And since I had a couple, since I most regularly, I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I waited it and um, I, I, I ordered a refill on my coffee. And I got a, the coffee for the house. So I got into the car. I drove to your home. And unfortunately, when I was getting out of the car, my coffee spilled. My mindset immediately was to, holy shit, I spill my coffee, yada, yada, yada. I immediately cut myself in the first couple of seconds. And I said, no, you know what? I didn't get burned. Shit happens. I spill coffee. Fine. What's, what's the worst? That's the, that's the best question to ask. What's the worst thing that it could have happened? Did I die? No, I didn't die. Did I get burned? No, I didn't get burned. Is the stain going to come out? Yes, the stain is going to come out. Nothing happened. I got down. I got out of the car. I came into the house. 
I was laughing and my mom said, oh, shit, you took too long. Well, she didn't say shit. I said, oh, we were worried. Uh, it took you too long to go to just go get coffee. I said, oh, I just, I just waited it uh, to finish my, my first cup of coffee and I, get it, I got a, a refill. And I started laughing. And I said, oh, but I spilled my coffee. And she's like, uh, are you okay? Did you get burned? No, I didn't. Okay. So she saw my attitude. She saw my energy. She well, she couldn't less. Period. But if that lets you get affected, I could have had a shitty day. I could have had a bad day. And tell, let me tell you one thing. So far, it's been an amazing day. We have had two loans approved for a couple of clients. Uh, lines of credits. We've resolved a couple of issues with an insurance company that it's going to allow one of our clients to continue working. We have had an amazing day. I've had an amazing day. Yes, my shirt, it's stained. I'm going to have to send it to the cleaners. But that's all. There's nothing to it. So we need to teach our kids the same. Is it difficult? Yes, it is really, really, really difficult to have that mindset and change of mind. Change expectations for appreciations. If something goes wrong, if something goes wrong, fuck it. It is what it is. Even if you die. Fuck it. It is what it is. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult. Yes. Yes. It's really sad. Yes. Trust me. We've had deaths in our family. I'm not kidding about it. But how are you going to fix that, so, that situation? Just teach your kids to accept whatever the outcome it is. You're not just going to just wake up and become a perfect entrepreneur, nor a perfect parent. One thing that you can do immediately is stop the mindset and actions that you hated it from your own parents. When we're kids or young adults or, or, or teenagers, we say, oh, I'm not going to do that with my kids one day whenever I get kids. I'm not going to treat them like my parents treated me. And what's the first thing we do as parents? Treat them the way your parents treated us. Stop it. It's a very simple exercise. It takes self-control. It takes action for you to catch yourself on those attitudes. You're not going to wake up the perfect parent, nor the perfect entrepreneur. You're going to fail at many things before finding the right strategy to use. You're going to fail at parenting at first. Yes, yes, yes. Parents fucked us up. Yes, accept it. But they did the best that they could. It's up to you to change it. It's up to you to realize those patterns, recognize them, and change them. It's so simple. It's just a matter of wanting and wishing it and desiring it and taking massive action. That's it. Massive action. So let me give you three emotional skills that you can help them pick up. 
The first one is innovation and creativity. Entrepreneurs need to have creative and innovative minds in order to solve complex problems that they can continuously face. Legos, it's a great way to get them creative. First, the Lego set gives you instructions. A good way to start your entrepreneurship training for your kid is a Lego set. A Lego set can let you create, but also follow instructions. Let them build on their own, please, on their own, following the instructions. Following the instructions. Teach them to follow instructions with Lego sets. Don't teach them to follow instructions because you say so. My mom used it. I'm your mother and you're going to do it because I'm your mother. Period. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. I'm going to do it because I'm your mother. Well, that's not true. Okay? That's imposition. And whenever something is imposed, you hate it. If you let them follow instructions through a Lego set, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a learning experience. Try to identify that. After they're finished building the Lego, interact with them with creativity, innovation. Ask them to change it. Ask them to build something with that set without using the, the instructions. Creative thinking is the bedrock upon which they build empires. Do you think that Mark Zuckerberg follow instructions to build uh, Facebook? Whether he is the sole creator or, um, or, or this guy from, from Apple, Steve Jobs, whether he stole from Xerox uh, the idea from the mouse for, or whatever, he had ideas on his own, I assume. He was creative. He was an innovator, right? Whether Walt Disney did it on his own, he was creative. He was an innovator. He was ahead of his time. And if we continue on every single successful known entrepreneur business owners in humanity, you're going to see that they have been creative and innovators. Oh, I could have thought about that idea, but you didn't. Oh, that was very easy, but you didn't do it. Oh, he stole it from somebody, but you didn't steal it. They did it. Number two, resilience. Successful entrepreneurs are not ones who have never failed before. They are the ones who have gone through failure and made it out on the other side. How many times have you fallen? Two, three, four, five, six, seven times in your life. And have you said, oh, shit, I fall. I've fallen already so many times. I am just going to stay on the floor. I don't think so. Or, a little, or, or maybe you have. Do you live on the floor? No, you don't. 
Do you tell your toddler when they're learning how to walk? Oh, please, baby, don't get up anymore because you're going to fall again. Or what do you do? You encourage them to get up or you help them to get up. You clean or fix their boo-boo or their ouchie or whatever you call them. You kiss it and make it better and you tell them to go on. That's also entrepreneurship. You get up, you fail, you get up, you fail, you get up, you fail, you get up. It's all about how you make that failure. If it's a real failure on your mind, you're doomed. But if that failure, it's learning experience, move on. There's coaches, there's mentors. Yes, some of us are really expensive. Yes. But it's because the experience and the amount of time and money that we've invested getting where we are at. That learning curve that we as mentors or coaches are providing you, it's this learning curve to you. When you go to university, to the university or college, you're actually paying a tuition fee to help you diminish the learning curve for the career that you want to be in. That's the only thing they're doing. They're charging you. They're collecting a fee, a tuition from you to help you diminish that learning curve with knowledge. Maybe not experience, but knowledge. A book. A book, it's a knowledge compile compilation of the author. Okay? You're paying for that. So when you hire a mentor or coach for you or your kid, what you're paying, it's not... The simple fix, simple solution. It's so interesting because yesterday I got uh, a reply to a proposal that we submitted to help someone update certain documents in their company, uh, do some tax uh, adjustments on some certificate transfers, and we quoted them X amount of money, right? And it's so interesting how he responded to my email is that I only have... Uh, your fee is too, it's very expensive. I can only pay you this much. What do you think I should reply? Okay, so I am just going to do 35 or 40% of my work because of that fee that you can, that, that you're offering me. Are we a, at a swap meet? Do you want things done properly? or just for the amount that you want to pay. Oh, but it's something simple. It's something simple in your mind. It's something simple based on your perception. Right? Learning curve, failure. Failure, it's an amazing asset. Failure, it's an amazing, an amazing, character builder 
we spoke about this and we've said uh, that some of us think that uh, current uh, generations uh, are crystal. simple uh, um, wind or rock, it's going to break them and they're done. That's my perception. That's other people's perception. It might not be true. There is of everything in every single generation. There's people in my generation as well that they're just crystal. They, they broke and they have not gotten far or they haven't done it because that's that's their character. But failure builds character. Failure helps you grow. And as I said it, no one is going to tell your kid, hey, dude, hey, kid, you failed. That's it. That's the bottom. That's the plateau. You're done. That's your bottom. You're not going to be there to tell your kid that because you cannot tell someone you hit rock bottom. You fail at the worst thing. That's it. No more. Trust me. There's deeper failure. You cannot tell someone, that's it. That's a plateau. You're not going to be able to fail more because you can. You have to realize when you failed. Let them teach them the other side. Pull them out. Optimism, that's number three. A negative attitude has never brought any entrepreneur success. Entrepreneurs are the are 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 optimists. Really, they're optimists, but they're realists. Oh, I failed. What am I gonna do? No. They're realized, they're realistic. It's like shit, things happen, let's move on. Next. Oh, I hired this person and they stole from me. They stole from you because you didn't have controls. Whose fault is it? Oh, it's theirs because... No, it's not. Yeah, he's in fault for stealing and you're in fault for not implementing proper controls or having a, 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 a due diligence process. Oh, I was making too much... Uh, 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 there were so many expenses and nothing was being kept control of. Now... I'm seeing that there's controls. Why am I not making so much money? Your company is going through a restructuring phase. Haven't you realized that since you're no longer in the company, things have improved your company, but it's going to take time? Guess who was the problem? The problem here is that also my ego does not let me see that. Self-confidence. Self-confidence is the thing successful in someone's life. Remember, Carla said it to us. Don't confuse, oh, I have a lot of self-confidence or it's ultra-confidence. No, no, no. There's just confidence. Okay? Period. There's nothing like I'm not self-confident or I have too much uh, self-confidence. No. No, 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 no. It has to be flatlined. It has to be normal on your self-confidence. It provides one with the courage to take risk and make decisions that will push them forward. How can you help your kid 
to have self-confidence if you sort of bully him around. Oh, you're a fatty. Oh, look at your face. Even though you're joking. Even if you're joking and playing around or horsing around. Oh, look, you have your, your dad's body. Oh, you're going to be a failure like your dad. If you're divorced and you hate the guts of your of your of your uh, dad's kid, don't bring in your problems to your kid. Again, that's why I say your parents fucked you up. Overall, general, period. I've told my mom, you fucked me up. She doesn't like it. I don't mean it like she she made me a failure, which she didn't. I appreciate it. I'm super, super, super duper grateful for everything and anything that she has done for all of us. Don't get me wrong. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. It provides one with the courage to take risks and make decisions that will push them forward. Build self-esteem. Build self-confidence on your kid. That's why I say reward them for certain failures. Teach them to learn from those failures. Resilience. It makes one build and acquire skills that they need to take themselves to the next level. They will be so thankful that you help them build self-confidence regardless through their life. Encourage them. Push them. Let them be. Let them be their own person. They're only kids. But they're different. Let them build their own character. Don't try to correct them in their way or their persona. Fuck it. When you are an entrepreneur... You are usually consistently under stress. Trust me. Every single freaking moment of the day as a business owner, you are under stress. Whether you are in your business or you're outside your business already, you're on stress. There's, there's no way to not be stressed. Now, you need to learn to control that stress. Kids should learn to follow ideas about how being an entrepreneur will help them physically. Teach them how to control their breathing. Sometimes anxiety will get the best of them. Many times you need to learn how to control your breathing when you are under stressful situation. It will help you from just saying something that you really shouldn't say at that time. As adults, we tend to respond immediately because you feel attacked based on the interpretation you give the words of the other person. What do they recommend? If you get a bad email and you're going to respond, don't respond immediately. Write it, save it, and at the end of the day, review it. Most times, you are going to rewrite it a hundred percent. You have calmed down. You have chilled. You have breathed. Breathe in. Breathe out. Remember, uh, people uh, from my generation, karate kid. 
Breathe in, breathe out, Daniel Sun. Stay healthy. Balance your work and health. It's a challenge for entrepreneurs. By creating good habits when you are young, the balance between work and your health, it's a little easier to manage. Just don't try to impose on your kid vegan, uh, gluten-free, things like that. Let them be kids. Let them enjoy. Please. Don't eat this because it's bad for your health. It might be bad for your health, not for your kids. Teach them. Let them be kids. Let them enjoy that stage of life. Don't eat so many candies. Teach them. Don't impose on them. When the government or somebody else imposes on you as an adult, what do you do? You hate it. You immediately are on the defensive and try to go against it. What do you think your kid is feeling? Do you think your kid feels differently than you? No, don't try to impose because you're, I'm your mother. No, teach them. Teach them. Finally, as an entrepreneur, you have to quickly learn about finances to make sure your business is a success. When kids are entrepreneurs, they will learn about identifying wants versus needs. Oh, come on. That's that's a huge one even as an adult. Wants versus needs. We all have to make daily decisions around money. Part of that involves distinguishing whether a product, item, or service we wish the, to spend money on falls on this category. Wants versus needs damn i know that it's easier easier said than done but this is an exercise that you can implement with your kid allowance one two three four five dollars a week and teach them on the wants versus needs have a make-believe business where they can spend up to $5 or invest up to $5 a day a week. Teach them with, uh, with their favorite uh, candy or their favorite toy a want or a need. I know that on a kid it's very difficult. Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it versus I need. Hey, you have $5 here. Do you want this little piece of Lego or if you save it, you can get this big piece of Lego at the end of the year? Obviously, as a kid, they're going to say, I want it right now. But teach them. At least try to teach them. Okay? Set an allowance. Uh, when they're a little bit older, try to assimilate or correlate mathematics with normal adulthood day-to-day -day transactions fractions cents money spending buying try to help them understand why is that important nowadays they're going to tell you well that's that's easily done on the calculator look and they will pull out their ipad or their phone cell phone and they're going to be able to do it there oh let me put out my tablet I can do it there, but at least try to 
correlate school activities to business or or business transaction activities as an adult. Don't uh, think that oh let me enjoy let me let me let them enjoy their childhood by not uh, bringing them into adulthood uh, stuff. Well, to a point, yes, but teach them, play, play with them, teach them to invest, teach them to spend, teach them to save, give them kids concepts for adulthood things. Things may sound simple, but we often forget that chill children grasp this powerful concepts easily when we present them in a clear manner. It's like when you when you hear, let me teach you as if you were a three-year-old. Why would you think people say that? Because we try to explain everything so complex, so convoluted, so we want to be portrayed as the experts and as like we are up here because of our egos. But when you're with your kids, you try to explain everything is simple. What do pediatric uh, doctors tell your kids? Oh, you're going to feel a little boo-boo. I'm going to put this on you. Here's a lollipop. No, they're simple. They're down to earth. It's not that you're going down or you're going to be portrayed as, oh, you, he doesn't know anything because he's just telling it very basics. Basics are great. Basics are great. Everything starts with basics in the kitchen. Everything starts with a base recipe. And if there's out there any chefs out there, every single, pretty much every single recipe or uh, sauce starts with a mother sauce. There's only a handful of mother sauces. And they're basic. Money can only be put to use by the person who actually has it. There is great responsibility in the act of possessing money. Play with them. There's a great uh, game board uh, other than, than the Monopoly, which is cash flow from Robert Kiyosaki, Reach That, Poor Dad. Play with them that. Even though they're not going to be entrepreneurs, at least you're teaching them not to be afraid of money. Keep that feeling to you. We cannot buy that because we have no money. I've heard parents say that. I have no money right now. I can't buy you that. Damn. You're just teaching them fear to money. Money is not to be feared. Money is not your enemy. Teach children that they are generally for actions that they can take with money. Invest, save, spend, or give. Four things. You spend money, you save money, you invest money, and you give money. Respect money. Money is responsibility that we must make sound choices around. It's important to teach children how to respect money, not fear it, respect it. 
This can start by reminding kids to handle their physical money with care. Give them a little Ziploc, give them a wallet, put a dollar there, and teach them how to keep that money in their pocket. Start by that. Budgeting, it's another way to not only manage money, but it but to show respect for your finances. Do you want to buy this or you want to buy that? Do you want to save it? Do you want to invest it? Teach them the, the meaning of those four words. Invest, spend, save, uh, give. Even young children can learn simple budgeting techniques and often embrace the sense of empowerment that comes with it. Teach them by investing, invest with you, right? Reward them with interest. We know that they're interest if they invest with you. Give them the allowance and say, hey, we're going to invest $1 out of your $5. I'm going to pay you for that investment. Teach them. Our young chart competition is still open. Six to 18 years old. Send us a video. Young Shark. Remember, four $500 prices and one $750 price. It's going to be there. Uh, so follow us. Send us the videos. Uh, kids at Invictus-Advisors.com right there. Uh, have them call us. We'll talk to them. We'll walk them through, through how to create the video, what to say, what not to say. And do you know what? Regardless of what to say or not to say, just let them do it for their own sake, for them to learn. Follow us on our LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, social media, whatever it is that they're going to put here. Before I end up today's lunch with a shark with a quote, I want to wish Hernan, Hernan CS, happy birthday, dude. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for us. Uh, we really, really appreciate your friendship. Thank you for having us so many times at uh, Business Bros. Business Bros. Happy birthday, dude. And um, hopefully we'll we'll have uh, the opportunity to celebrate soon uh, with lunch or dinner. Uh, when everything goes, uh, uh, opens back up. Okay. Happy birthday. The best of the best. So today, uh, quote, it's going to be from a well-known football coach of the Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi. For those uh, uh, football uh, um, uh, fanatics, the price of success is hard work dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task on hand. Plain and simple, don't bring yourself down for failure. That's the understanding on this quote. The price of success is hard work. As long as you know that you gave your best, your ultimate blessed, the dedication to the job at hand and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Don't have asset, dudes. Don't have asset. Thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend. 
decompress, perch, stop what you're doing, cut it short today. Go out, enjoy nature. If you believe on this chingadera, cover up, whatever, enjoy it. Have a nice weekend. See you Monday. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.